0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Crease Crank Hockey Podcast with Murph and Speech. How's it going, Speech? Um, You know, I'm doing good. I'm
1: actually over that cold now, so I'm feeling pretty good. Excited for tomorrow. Ready to watch the Super Bowl. My sister's birthday tomorrow. And how about you, Connor?
0: Uh, feeling good. Uh, there's lots of hockey this week and uh, eventful stuff through, like we had the All-Star Game last week that we talked about, and uh, we have the Super Bowl coming up tomorrow. And uh, I guess maybe just a uh, start off a little segment here. Um, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Eagles? Um,
1: You know, it's tough to go against Mahomes, but I think the Eagles are going to win. I just think their teams, they're all healthy for one, which makes a big difference when the Chiefs aren't healthy. And the Eagles are still just so good. I don't think... Like Mahomes is gonna have to work with that Eagles defense, and it's gonna be tough. But that being said, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs won just because Mahomes is that good.
0: Like I'm not a big football kind of guy, but a lot of my football friends are saying like the Eagles are like one of the best like well-rounded team like they've seen in a while or something like that. So I think I think the Eagles will win, but you can never bet against Mahomes but I, I i want the chiefs to win but i think the eagles will win probably yeah i don't know it'll be it should hopefully be
1: a good game to watch it'll be fun just to be about that and i know that
0: you'll be more interested in the halftime show since rihanna's your favorite yeah, singer that is actually true i i i mean i work till 5 and it starts at 5:30 so um it'll be i might just come like i'll be late for the first Two quarters, and I'll just be there for halftime, and then That's I might just leave. That's all
1: that leave. you're there for, anyways, eh?
0: Yeah, for the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what are we uh, we get into the actual uh, episode today? What are we uh, talking about here today, speech? Okay, we'll start off with the big trade that went down
1: between the the New York Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. So, St. Louis sent New York Vladimir Tarasenko. And I'm drawing a blank on his first name, but Mikola, the defenseman. Yep. And then in return, they got a conditional first, a conditional fourth, Sammy Blaze and Hunter Skinner. What do you think about that?
0: Um, Honestly, I think uh, the Rangers.
1: Oh, oh, I forgot to add this.
0: And the Blues are retaining some of Tarasenko's salary, I believe. Oh, that's pretty good, too that's a good trade. Like I don't really know anything about McCullough, but, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Teres- Teres- show.
1: He's a good hard two way defenseman. That's like, like their captain,
0: like their captain. <laughs> but, um, the, the Sank show, um, obviously a guy that put, has put up 30 goals for like multiple seasons, multiple, and multiple seasons, uh, traded to the Rangers. Um, Maybe put on that top line with um, Panarin and Zibanejad kind of thing. which that That's actually pretty good. I think that's, that's an interesting trade for the Rangers. Obviously, you were talking to me about this earlier, saying you thought they were maybe should have got a defensive forward more than a no, offensive a, forward.
1: No, a two-way forward, because obviously Tarasenko can score goals, but I don't think his two-way game is there, and I think that's more so what the Rangers need than more goals for. But, I mean... That being said, they could also just be outscoring teams. And plus, they do have Shisterkin, the second-best goalie in the Metro, to back it up.
0: Yeah. And, well, they do get a conditional first and conditional fourth. Uh, They get back Sammy Blaze, who um, did kind of like a round trip. He was from the Blues, and then he got traded to the Rangers. And then now he's getting traded back, obviously. So, uh, I mean, maybe good for him going back to St. Louis. And then uh, Hunter Skinner, I don't really know anything about. I think he's probably a prospect. It's my safe assumption. But um, honestly, for the win- winning of the trade, it, it's it's kind of even, like especially since they got that first round pick out of it. But I think the Rangers could have won it. To be honest, could you see that
1: the trade? Yeah, yeah, because I is I believe the first is a top twelve protected.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: although they're the blues will most likely end up getting that pick because the rangers will end up in the playoffs but i mean they're in a uh, wild card right now i believe the blues or the rangers the rangers i think but the, no they're in a playoff spot right now for sure i'm pretty sure they're th- yeah.
0: they're oh yeah they're never mind they're not in a wild card they're third in the metro so they're kind of safe right now
1: but so that that parts that's all right um but yeah i I'm surprised that's all they really got in return, but at the same time, I'm not. What which trade do you think was better, the Rangers trade
0: for Tarasenko or the Islanders trade for Horvat? That's actually a really good question. Um, like, like the better outcome for for the Islanders who got Horvat and the Rangers that got Tarasenko, like who got the better out of the players? Well, out of or the just,
1: players, I think. You have to give it to the Blues because they also got a second player on top of getting Tarasenko. Even though Horvat is better than Tarasenko in my opinion, but yeah. I think I think the I like the Islanders trade just because they gave up less. I feel like than that. I think that first round pick is gonna end up like it hurts more than giving up Anthony Pavillier and a two ratty who's never really proven himself. Wait, no, they gave up a first for him anyways too, I yeah, like. Yeah, they
0: did. So I'd say they're both actually it's like the around the same trade. Um, it's just crazy to see like in back-to-back weeks two big-name trades happening, which is... Going into really, the Big Apple. Exactly. So it's really nice to see uh, that happen. It makes the NHL interesting, and I feel like... Especially us for hardcore hockey fans, it's nice to see cool trades even before the trade deadline. Who that has like another month, month or two coming up. So it's not a month. another it's month. It's coming up soon. It's coming up or? soon. Yeah, oh my god, I don't even know what month I'm in right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just nice to see, like I said, that stuff's still happening before um, the deadline, and maybe even more trades to come. And yeah, speaking of the New
1: York Rangers. Patrick Kane is upset that he did not get to go to the Rangers, and it was Tarasenko that got to go instead.
0: That's right. You saw it on the – I saw it on TSN, actually. It was an interview when he was in the locker room, and he was just saying that – I'll basically sum it up. He just said, like, oh, that was kind of like a market I was looking to go to, kind of like a place I want to be at, but I respect the Chicago Blackhawks and –
1: but that was his number one place to go.
0: Yeah, that was his number one place to go. That's correct. And he was just saying, like, well, I want uh, the best for the Blackhawks and myself since I've they've treated me so nice the past, like, decade or however long he's been there. Um, he's won three cups there, like, very well, like, established in the league, veteran, and in his illustrious career. <laughs> but um, I think that... Uh, he might get traded at the deadline. I think he would.
1: Right? Yeah, I do, too. But, yeah, I don't know. With that, I think when you hear him saying that, it might make some teams back away from making that trade
0: possibly, hey? Yeah. Like, kind of saying, like, the Rangers were the top of his list, and what what's it saying about, like, a different well, team, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And if... If I'm a GM and then you hear a guy like that that you're going after say that, you might go... And because he does have the no-move clause. Yep. So it's like, oh, he's got to think a little bit about it. But obviously, whatever team, if he does end up getting moved to, will end up being good. But then the other guy that I think could possibly be getting moved is Jonathan Taves. But while we're on this topic, where, where do you think Patrick Kane could end up getting moved to?
0: Patrick Kane. I think he's going to be going to the Winnipeg Jets. And you might think I'm crazy because, well, there was talk to Taves, Taves going because obviously he's from our hometown, which is Winnipeg. And and it would be cool to see him in a Jets uni, but we're talking about Patty Kane, right? Obviously, like, if he gets traded, everyone's going to have to – at least maybe half of his like salary right like yeah the the blackhawks have to retain him. what he's making like 10 million a year i'm pretty sure something like that so i'm stupid like that but when he gets traded depth there has to be someone that definitely has to retain his salary and i think the jets do have like a bit of caps case to, yeah because they have guys on with. lots
1: of good contracts exactly and even wheelers who's their worst contract his I don't think the Jets have a single player over 10. Yeah, they don't have a player yeah. over 10 million. Because
0: Wheeler's the highest. He's making like 8.3. 8.
1: Yeah, which is really not that much, even though for him now it's not a great contract. But then, but I wrote down a mock trade here. Okay, okay. So it. the Jets receive Patrick Kane, and then I think the Jets would be sending Philly Hanala a first and then another piece, which could either be a draft pick, a current player, or even a prospect. But.
0: That's smart that you actually put in Haynola in that trade action because he, he did kind of express that he was kind of sick of playing in the AHL. And the Jets aren't giving him the chance to go up. Exactly. Well, who who would he really take right now? Because they don't need another, like, offensively gifted defenseman. Because you know they
1: what have I mean? Morrissey. And and the thing is, Haynola is really good offensively, but his defensive game is not very good. It'd yeah. be like, oh, it, I'm trying to think of a comparison. It'd be like Quinn Hughes. Like when he's, like that, that, That's a, where that's he's a pretty not, good comparison. Yeah. Or offensively, like I remember there was one game I was at and Hainel was in the lineup. He was all over with the puck. He was dominating, throwing nice passes. But as soon as the puck left the offensive zone, it was kind of game over and he struggles in the defensive end. And then, yeah. Where's another place you think Patrick Kane could go?
0: Um, Another place that I think he could go, obviously, the cap space would have to be retained. But I think Colorado. I think Colorado. I'm not gonna lie. Colorado is a team that Long Landeskog's still out. Um, I think they still need that one more big player since, especially since they lost Kadri in the in the free free agency, and their goalies are decent. Like you got Gorgiev and Francoise, but I don't think they'll carry you to back to the promised land. I think you'll need just that one more superstar that will like bring you over the top of the mountain and, like, give you that Stanley Cup run again. And that player, I think, is Patrick Kane. Like, they're sitting third in the central, so kind of, like, same as the Rangers, I guess. So, but they're still in that kind of, like, bubble where they have uh, 58 points, so it's not, like, a crazy amount. I don't know how they're sitting in uh, the third in the central, but I think that, Kane is just a really good addition, maybe play with McKinnon or Rantanen or make his own line, like kind of thing. So I think it'll be an interesting way to where we could kind of see Kane go somewhere else other than Chicago. And it'll be definitely weird since I've been watching hockey for almost my entire life and I've, I've
1: only seen you'll only see Patrick Kane in a Blackhawks jersey or even a London Knights jersey.
0: Exactly. So it it'll be really cool and interesting to see him in a different jersey if he does get traded, but it's also exciting, like just uh maybe make uh Colorado makes another run, possibly win the Stanley Cup a second time, but I definitely think for sure Colorado's a good candidate that they need a a different kind of player um more trade talks
1: um Jacob Chikrin was. A healthy scratch due to trade negotiations with him, which that makes it really seem like this year will be the year that he gets moved. It's been talked for probably like, it feels like the last three seasons, yeah, a couple years, it's yeah. been talked about him getting moved at the deadline, and it's just never happened. But I feel like today's going to be, oh, I'm talking loud. Uh, <laughs> um, I think this season is going to be the season that... Um, yeah, that he gets moved, and I have one team in mind that I think would be a good fit for him. And what team is that, Speech? The Toronto Maple Leafs. And why is that? Because if they add a guy like Jacob Chikrin to their team, that can make all the difference. That adds one more threat defensively. Plus, he's a good two-way defenseman. It's not just offense with him. He's gas and brakes, which is good. But I think that, honestly, you have him... Then you have that decor if you add Chikrin is probably the best decor in the NHL. Riley Chikrin, Sandine Giordano, Lilligren, and Justin, the All-Star Hall.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could say the Leafs, do you think like there's any other a team that could might need him. Obviously like the Leafs need some defensive depth, but a team I might think uh might get him is the Edmonton Oilers. They need defense. And when you have a guy named Darnell Nurse as your best defenseman, I think he's overrated. I think Darnell Nurse is really overrated. I think he's getting overpaid a lot. And I think most people can agree with me. I don't know if you who we, do.
1: Who are, we, who are we debating this week? Who's better, Darnell Nurse? Oh, who, who do you think is better, Darnell Nurse or Jacob Truba?
0: Oh, yeah, that's what. Yeah. Well. Funny how I'm dogging him right now, but I think Nurse is still better than Truba. I, I don't really see Truba as, like, a big contributor doing anything rather than just making big hits. I mean, it's cool seeing the big hits and stuff like that and making the highlight reel, I guess. But, like, other than just, like, causing scrums and just big hits and just fights, I don't see really anything in his game. Like, oh, well, wasn't it uh, him and who got got into to it with Dylan him.
1: Dubé, after he hit Caudry.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was... But, like, earlier in the season, there was, like... Like, someone got blown up. Oh, it was Afton to You. See you. That's right.
1: That's what happens when you make $9 million... I and do you nothing. do anything offensively, yeah.
0: And he said, like, something about no goals or whatever. And
1: then he scored, but then he scored like, two in the next two games. Yeah, like
0: that. <laughs> that was pretty funny, but... Honestly, stuff like that is just hilarious, I think. It just makes, makes the game funny, but other than that I just don't see Truba as a key guy or just like a I mean he he'll be a, he's a good I guess leader in the locker room maybe but other than that I just don't I just don't see it I don't see the driving force for him being other than a enforcer <laughs> honestly <laughs> making 8 mil taking up that I mean Darnell Nurse is making 9 but I think he does more gets more points th- than Truba if you know what I mean
1: yeah um Staying on the topic of the Edmonton Oilers, there's also been rumored trade talks about the Oilers possibly trading for Eric Carlson. Could you imagine? I honestly think that if the Oilers make that trade, that that might be the difference. They have the best player, the best defenseman, and then Leon Draisaitl, who's probably number two in the world right now.
0: Like that, I
1: I don't know how you'd beat that. That you think is, they need
0: another offensive defenseman.
1: Though. They don't have any offensive defensemen. I mean, you got Evan Barry.
0: Bouchard. Barry was decent, and you have, uh, I think, Nurse is kind of just offensive. He's just a plug, Hank. Nurse is a plug. Okay, well, you didn't answer the question. Is Jacob Truba's better? And why is it Truba? Because
1: Truba can play defensively. Darnell Nurse kind of is just a not a good defenseman. <laughs> At least Truba brings a mean, tough aspect to a, to his game, which. On the New York Islanders where they don't really have that identity, especially now that Ryan Reeves is gone, it's not bad to have that.
0: All right, that's fair. That's fair. So like we were saying about, I guess you said Eric Carlson, um, he's making 11 mil for another, I guess, how many years? It's a lot. But um, obviously, like we said about Patrick Kane, they would have to retain salary definitely around 50% for sure. But you think it would be a, a good addition, like for getting Carlson on that team? Yeah,
1: and then even the other Shark, Timo Meyer. Could you imagine if he somehow went there and not Carlson either? Like I, I think that's a lot more unlikely than Carlson going there. But a lot
0: of trade talks with Timo Meyer as well.
1: But Timo Meyer is a really good player. I think Timo Meyer would be a
0: really good fit on Minnesota. Minnesota?
1: I think so, yeah. Do you think
0: he's kind of like that? You know what he kind of reminds me of? Like, his play style, but he he kind of reminds me of, like, kind of Caprizov. Like, a worse version of Caprizov. He's bigger, though. Yeah.
1: And he's better defensively.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what he kind of reminds me of. So, like, would that be a good fit on Minnesota? Like, just another Caprizov kind of thing in my mind? Yeah, I think so. Or... Or, like, again,
1: you could also have Eric Carlson go there because they don't really have an offensive defenseman. Kal- Kalen Addison is t- starting to turn into that, I feel like, but Jared Spurgeon's a good defensive defenseman. Jonas Brodeen's a good defensive defenseman, and that could be another thing. They have a goalie that can take you there. He's shown it time and time again that he can take teams to the cup. Look at Vegas, and I think this Minnesota team's a lot better than what that Vegas team was like that first season um, you have the star player, Kaprizov, who's arguably... You could probably argue him
0: top 10 for sure, maybe yeah, even top
1: th- 5. You could almost... You could give five. an argument
0: for top 5. I'd say he's for sure top 10, argument for 5. But he drives that Minnesota team for sure. And a guy like Timo Meyer could definitely help that team for sure with that kind of offensive drive or two-way drive. And
1: then, yeah, and then you also have... Their team, their their forward core, with the exception of Kaprizov, reminds me of Montreal's the year they went to the finals, where they have four lines that can go. They don't necessarily have one line with superstars, but all four lines can go. You have Ryan Hartman, who can play. He's a good player. I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, who is it? I'm Frederick Goudreau's on that team. Yeah, he's pretty good. They just they're deep. They have lots of guys that can play and. They play hard-nosed hockey. Marcus Fellino. it's just, they got guys. That's got the way it depth. is. That's what depth. they got. They got good depth. And that's what that's what it takes to win.
0: And they also got a good goalie in the pipeline. You got Jesper Wallstead playing really well in the AHL right now. He's, when Fleury's gone, I think he'll definitely step into that role as, like, he'll eventually be a starter, and I think he'll be a star in the NHL one day. And, but Minnesota just outside a wild-card spot with 58 points. Um they're just two points behind Calgary, but Minnesota does have two games in hand. So maybe if they start winning, they'll get into that wild card spot and possibly – and they're tied with Colorado for that third central spot. So they could possibly jump Colorado in their next uh, game or two. So it would be cool to see. And maybe if they even add Timo Meyer, like we said, or another guy.
1: Yeah, but Timo Meyer's tough because – you could honestly plug like all the top trading trade deadline guys or the top trade bait guys would plug in nice to almost any team because they're stars but then again back to the topic of the the rangers i think i think the tarasenko trade was a good trade but i think the better fit would have been with timo meyer i think in my opinion it would have been like that although Picking up uh, Mikola, he's a good, tough defensive defenseman. It'll be a good fit, I believe, especially because of their weak defensive play. But when you look at their top six forwards, it is all offense, no defense. So, Except for Chris Kreider, the all-star.
0: Enough. I hate Kreider. But that 50 goals was a fluke, by the way. We could just go into that quick. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Kreider. That was an absolute fluke, I think, when he scored 50 goals last year. That's absurd. 25 power play goals. That's absurd. Like, if you, you guys could look at, look up the stats right now and look up all 52 or 53 goals or whatever it was, and I could tell you 45 to 50 of those goals were backdoors or tips.
1: Rebounds, too.
0: No, God, no. Backdoors or tips. That's what it was. It takes, That's all it was. It takes, it takes hard right to finish now. those. No, it doesn't. It takes, like, a squid like me, maybe, as a player to do it. Yeah, you
1: and your hardest shot.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, but, yeah, like you said, like, Timo Meyer. you think he would be a better addition than Tarasenko to the Rangers? I mean, Tarasenko did – He scored scored his first game. Exactly.
1: And I think that him and Panarin – And it was a tough game,
0: too, against uh, Seattle. So, they – they poured, I think, I think they got like six goals that game, so that was a big win for them especially, so especially a team like Seattle. Seattle's a pretty good team, I feel like. But I they,
1: still don't think they'll be a threat in the playoffs, though. Seattle? No, I don't think they will.
0: Do you think, like, they'll possibly just get bounced first round or something like that? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't. Does it depend no, on Martin Jones, maybe, on his play?
1: Yeah, Martin Jones also has led teams to the Stanley Cup Final before. Like like, like the Isaacs. sharks exactly. exactly when
0: they made that cup run against Pittsburgh
1: but right now their best player is a rookie and yes. it'll be it'll be tough because it'll be his first ever playoff he'll have to it'll be like a learning experience for him but do you think I, Seattle
0: would uh be open to making a trade like to get a guy like Timo Meyer, or Chitrin or something like that I think it would like be that? Chitrin before
1: Meyer, just cuz of you don't really want to trade guys in our division like that, but That's right. I think Chitron could be a good uh, a good pickup. Him and Vince Dunn as a top pairing would be really good. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't think Seattle's a super big threat in the playoffs, especially if Edmonton makes a big splash in the trade deadline. But if if not, the Pacific compared to the rest of the league is. Pretty weak, and what well, seems
0: like every year, like Pacific is always just like kind of like a a level recently, lower, yeah, recently level yeah. lower kind of thing. It's like I always think that like Atlantic's always the the big boss at the top. I think Metro, I think Metro is Metro is better. Well, look
1: at how many. Look at, when's the last team other than Tampa that it was a uh, Atlantic team. You had the Penguins, the Capitals, and then yeah, it's the I think the East, and then. You had the central for central
0: a win quite a bit, like what you have Colorado that won it last year.
1: Nashville, even was even though they didn't Made win, far. they
0: were tough. They, they they won President's Trophy once or twice. Blues, yeah, Blues, yeah, you're right.
1: The central stuff. I just think the Pacific is kind of a, a easier division to get through, especially if you're, for example, like you Vegas. Vegas is a good team, but then again, still without. Um, Logan Thompson now, who's week-to-week, which that could linger on into playoffs, possibly even. But that being said... What's their backup? Aiden
0: Aiden
1: Aiden Hill. Hill. And he's not that bad, though. And and they got Brosois, still, right? Brosois, I think so, yeah. But this... Aiden Hill's not that bad. It's not what you were hoping for, because obviously, Logan Thompson's kind of shown that he can play, especially now that um, Robin Leonard's trying to rebuild his exotic snake farm but yeah it's it's sad to see that um, Logan Thompson's out because now he might have to go and visit that exotic snake farm to <laughs> heal himself
0: <laughs> you think he's trying to help him sell the snakes yeah
1: it's probably what it is he's probably got a call from Robin Leonard hey Logan you want to come help me uh, sell these exotic snakes I'll let you keep a couple if you do that <laughs> okay just like Josh Allen in the Pro Bowl when Josh Allen uh, reported an injury to get out of Pro Bowl activities, but then he was at uh, Pebble Beach for the
0: Golf Pro-Am, <laughs> which was... <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, do you want to move on to some extensions like signings? Yep. Um. So Dylan Cousins
1: extends seven years for $7.1 million per year. All right, let's talk about this. For That's a, a big contract and it's early and i think i'm actually i have mixed emotions about that how do you feel about it
0: um i feel like it's overpaid and i think a lot of people can agree with me for this he hasn't really like crazy proven himself what he he probably plays like around a second line to a third line role i'm pretty sure right now yeah so i i mean if you're getting paid 7 just over seven mil for seven years. I'd hope you're stepping into that maybe, obviously second line, but maybe first line role, first line power play kind of role. And yeah, they're, they're definitely expecting you to put up probably around a point per game numbers or just lower maybe sixty plus
1: yeah. points would be my guess with that.
0: I agree, and it's like especially on a team like Buffalo. I mean, you got Tage Thompson, who's just absolutely just dangle-itis out there. Maybe that's why he's out. He's out injured too much. Dangleitis, and then you got guys like Alex Taki, Jeff Skinner with a bounce back season. So it'll be interesting to see with him uh, for the rest of the season and years to come to see with that Buffalo like core now. Like I, I could say that I think that core could stay for uh, a couple or a few years. So with that contract, obviously right now um, I think that was made so like he grows into it as that player like like you said getting 60 plus points or like I said uh point per game but we just got to see we haven't seen those crazy numbers yet from him so it will be interesting to see like I I agree I think
1: right now it's a little bit questionable like Lou Lamorello said I just signed that guy for too much for too long but but no I I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up developing into a player that's good enough to have that type of contract. But that being said, right now I think it's an overpay. I think they would have been better off doing a bridge deal to give him a couple more seasons than see. But he, I'm assuming he wanted to be locked up for a while, which is probably what he was asking for. And getting locked up in Buffalo is not bad because they're a good team. They're not bad anymore. They're fun to watch, and they're probably going to end up being pretty good in the future because uh, what's – how do you pronounce it? Yuko Pekka. Pekka he's a pretty good goalie. He's showing that. And then they got, obviously, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, who are still showing themselves to be stars. And then you even got
0: Cousins, like we said. You have
1: Jack Quinn. I'm um,
0: actually a really be- big fan of Jack Quinn when you said that big fan of him. I think he'll grow into a actually NHL star. I think he has that potential.
1: And yeah, they're they're young too, which is a big thing. Then you got Kyle Poso leading the charge. So, you know, they'll they'll be a good team for a while and um that contract it's either going to end up being looked upon as really good or really bad for the workhorse from Whitehorse. Um another signing, Connor Timmins extends for 2 years for a 2.2 million dollar deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Connor Timmins is a really underrated player.
0: You think he's underrated like what he came from? Arizona. Arizona at first, but he was a first but he was first drafted from Colorado. Yeah. So, um he's definitely like a is he like he's definitely like a fifth or sixth defenseman. A
1: bottom four would be the way I'd describe it. Bottom four, it. yeah. So, but um, underrated in that like, two-way two-way good, but he's, as soon as he came to Toronto, he's actually been putting up decent numbers, but, I mean, obviously it helps when you have Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares offensively. Yeah, just name your whole team, yeah. Uh, you know, but, but no, it, it helps having good players. Obviously coming from Arizona, it's tough to do a lot, but he's he's came in. Dubis likes his Sue Greyhound boys, and that was him, and this year it's proven proven him right. He believes in his guys and it shows that. And you look, Timmins has shown himself this year. Matt Murray is having a bounce back year with the Leafs this year. Um Samsonov not a two Greyhounds player, but he's still having another good year. I think this is almost like a breakout season for him and I I could see them trying to keep him long term. But um yeah. Connor Timmins underrated signing and I think it's a really good contract too
0: and uh, just a few other things to load I, I looked up uh, uh, a day ago and I saw um, Josh Mara from uh, Anaheim Resigns just for one year deal 900k and Phoenix Copley uh, Resigns with uh, LA for just 1.5 for, for one, year, one year or two years so those are just uh, little contracts to note but um, what do you think about uh, maybe uh, getting to the dog and cat of the week
1: yeah. Um I'll start off with the dog and then you want to bring up the cat. So uh this week's dog of the week, Askarov, uh from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Is that what it is? No that's their baseball <laughs> team. The Admirals. The Admirals. <laughs> the, uh, Milwaukee the Brewers. I've never oh, let brutal. that go. That was brutal. The the Admirals. <laughs> um yeah, the the Milwaukee Admirals. <laughs> the- the Brewers, man. I'm out, I'm, out, out, to, a I'm, I'm out to lunch. Uh, so after clutching up the game for his team in the shootout, he, shoot out, yeah. he goes and then he pulls down the net and he starts bench pressing the net just like an absolute stud. And honestly, that was pretty impressive. So you can't honestly blame the guy for that. And, um, yeah.
0: That's actually the funniest, funniest thing. Like, I can't believe he turned around... <laughs> like threw a stick on top of the net turned it down and then just <laughs> just starts benching it like that's actually such a legend moment honestly like, I don't know how else to say that it was such a cool moment and for someone who likes guys who have personality in the league it's it's funny and he's actually like he'll grow into a star I think he's a really good player and uh, or goalie sorry but <laughs> It was good to see, and uh, congrats on the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: <laughs> and then, Cat of the Week, although I do not know this guy's name. Um, Did you see the clip of the goalie that scored the goalie goal with the goalie in the net?
0: Oh, my God, I did. When The, the other the goalie ugly, is the Cat of the Week. Yeah, the other goalie is the Cat of the Week. How, how in the middle of play – oh, you probably thought it was icing, I'm pretty sure, but – for you guys that don't know, this was blowing up all over TikTok and Instagram. That this play where this goalie just—he probably thought it was icing—and everyone just kind of stopped playing. And then I guess the linesman called it off. And then the other goalie was the only one to know. So he just throws it all the way down, maybe, and, unless he thought it was icing too and just decided to throw it all down, throw it down. But he just threw it down, and it was—it just went on the net. And the other goalie was just turned around. Taking a water break. What are you doing? (laughs) The play's going on.
1: That's a cat of the week moment, you know. All respect to him because we don't have his name. But that might be a little bit lucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, this this was actually a really good episode. I had a lot of fun. How about you, Speech? Yeah, it
1: was pretty good. Um, You know, just... I'm excited to see what happens within the next week with the trade talks, and hopefully there's some big moves so we can talk
0: about that next week and voice our opinions. Great. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this was another episode from Cruise Crank Hockey Podcast, and uh, with and Speech, and uh, we're signing off. See ya.